University of California, Irvine, this is the UCI Podcast. I'm Sherry Ledbetter. Thank you for joining me. For this episode, we're going to explore what it means to be an Asian American and Native American Pacific Islander serving institution, also referred to by its acronym, ANAPEZI. Given that May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and combined with the current social environment that has found the Asian American community the focus of negative sentiment and activity, we wanted to explore UCI's ANAPEZI designation and what that means for the university's Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. I recently sat down for a discussion about UCI's federal ANAPEZI designation with the Associate Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships in the Office of Inclusive Excellence, Joseph Morales. Dr. Morales has been with UCI since 2016 and has been instrumental in maintaining and developing this designation at UCI. Welcome, Dr. Morales. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Let's back up a little from the Anapizi status for a moment. UCI is a minority serving institution, meaning we have both the Hispanic serving institution designation and the Asian American and Native American Pacific Island, I'm sorry, Pacific Islander serving institution designations, the Anapizi. Why did UCI pursue both of these? Thank you so much, Sherry, for that question. Um, yes, it is. Tr- uh, UCI is uh, a dual designation, uh, minority serving institution. We are an Anapizi, uh, an Asian American, Native American, Pacific Islander serving institution, and we are also a Hispanic serving institution. So both of these uh, designations uh, were listed uh, in the strategic plan, the UCI strategic plan uh, released in 2016. Um, a type of bright past, brilliant future. These designations were listed as uh, goals to ensure that the campus uh, is positioned to serve the entire state. Um, but I mean, I think I would look back more as well on the historical context of higher education in California. Um, University of California uh, founded in 1868, as well as UCI founded in 1965, uh, were founded as predominantly white institutions. And I would say that reflected the demographics of the state. Um, 1960, Clark Kerr's California Master Plan for Higher Education uh, really articulated a commitment to access to higher education in California. And when you pair this with the Civil Rights Act in 1964, uh, I think it opened the door to a democratization of higher education, uh, which student movements um, mobilized for uh, in the late 60s. Uh, for example, the Third World Liberation Front strike uh, movement at San Francisco State and Berkeley. Uh, but then when you uh, see some reaction to this uh, in, in the state, you have 1978 decision um, on the Regents of the University of California versus Bakke, which um, introduced the notion of reverse discrimination. And also in 1996, you have California Proposition 209, uh, which was a prohibition on considering race uh, and gender uh, preference, for example, in admissions. So. I think that, you know, there's sort of a a pendulum of sorts, which is swinging. Um, Mm -hmm. In 2007, you have uh, UC students, again, mobilizing. Uh, And I would say even before that, in the late 1990s, also, uh, the the Third World Liberation Front Strike Movement, um, uh, part two, um, where they were fighting again uh, in in response to Prop 209. Um, But in 2007, you have uh, the Count Me In campaign. 
uh, which is very pertinent to Anapizi designation. So the Count Mian campaign was really a mobilization of students uh, to disaggregate Asian American Pacific Islander data. So in the aggregate, um, the data is just collected as one, you know, uh, one unit, AAPI. But when you disaggregate the data, uh, in our case, we can disaggregate into 17 Asian American ethnicities and six Pacific Islander uh, ethnicities, mm. uh, you can see um, the Asian, Asian American Pacific Islander communities uh, in, a, in a broader sense. And, um, you know, that's, that I think brings us back to Anapizi on our campus, because as an Anapizi, uh, we leverage Anapizi, we leverage, I'm sorry, uh, disaggregation Mm-hmm. as a way to make sure that we're not only serving um, all, the entire state, but serving all AAPI students as best we can. Sure. Wow, that's really great history. Thank you for sharing some of the uh, uh, notable historical uh, things that have happened to kind of bring us to where we are today. I want to focus, and that was a great transition, I want to kind of focus on mainly on the Anapizi designation and in doing some homework, it, it's notable that about 39% of UCI's total student population, that's a, that's a graduate and undergraduate, identify as Asian American or Pacific Islander. And also UCI is fairly unique among the UCs and also the American, I'm sorry, the Association of American Universities for having this status. So how long has UCI had the ANAPC status? And and what does that mean for us? So uh, this spring will be UCI's fifth uh, anniversary as a federally recognized uh, Anapizi. In a technical sense, Anapizi uh, designation means that UCI meets financial criteria uh, relating to the number of students who receive financial assistance as well as the campus's uh, core expenses. And on the other hand, that UCI has a, a, an enrollment of undergraduate students that is at least 10%. Um, it also means uh, once the campus establishes eligibility that uh, the campus can compete for federal grants. For example, in, in 2016, uh, the campus received a, a, an NAPC grant to support a partnership between the divisions of graduate and undergraduate education. But as I mentioned um, in response to your last question, I, I think it means it can mean much more uh, because as an NAPC, uh, we are positioned to, to um, I would say to challenge the model minority myth, right? We have we did a, a, a self-study in anticipation of NMPZ designation, and it was an opportunity for us to ask uh, who who uh, API students at UCI are, uh, mm. whether or not the campus is serving them, and how we can improve. And so, uh, it, as a result of that study, um, it, it is clear uh, because we are able to disaggregate that some API students are are excelling are doing fantastic, while others um, are experiencing challenges. Uh, and so I would say that API student success at UCI uh, is uneven. Um, so that's something mm-hmm. that, that is an opportunity for us to push against the model minority net, to find, find ways to scaffold success for all API students. So in response uh, to that question as well, I would say that, um, you know, uh, dual designation, I think, within the UC system has been a, a matter of, of discussion. Uh, as far as I know, UCI is the only UC uh, to fully pursue uh, both HSI and NAPZ designation. 
Uh, while mm. some UCs are technically eligible to be anapesies, I'm unaware of any other UC pursuing the grants. Um, and, you know, I would say that even if uh, an institution isn't um, pursuing a grant, they can still um, develop the campus uh, in, in, in the spirit of anapesy, right? I mean, find ways to serve all AAPI students. And, uh, and amongst the, um, I think you mentioned the uh, Association of American Universities, there are uh, 63 of these so-called elite um, research universities. And within that group, uh, only three institutions have ever uh, held NAPC grants. Uh, First mm-hmm. University of Maryland at College Park uh, and University of Minnesota, I, I believe has had more than one now, and UCI. And so that's really an opportunity as well for us to uh, push against, um, you know, to really push, push um, uh, debates about what, you know, what counts as academic excellence. How do we make academic excellence inclusive? Yes. Yes. That's interesting too, that about the survey and then sort of the exclusivity of this designation. Um, how do we use, how does UCI use our anapesi designation? Fundamentally, well, as, as I mentioned, um, I think uh, the, you know the task force uh, that produced that NAPZ uh, report was very important in understanding, of course, who uh, API students at UCI are, um, and also identifying gaps, uh, and more importantly, how we can improve. And so, you know, in that respect, I would say some of the things that we learned is that. Um, you know, the campus can leverage disaggregated uh, Asian American Pacific Islander data to scaffold success. Um, we can also improve uh, coordination between the campus API outreach and student success initiatives. Uh, with that, that includes uh, working, you know, this involves you know, building bridges across different units on campus, I would say as well. Um, for example, mm-hmm. inclusive excellence, um, partnering with, um, you know, many other units on campus. and. We can also recognize, validate, and promote uh, the diversity of academic excellence of API students, staff, and faculty at UCI. So in other words, um, I think it's really an opportunity um, to sort of move beyond the federal definition, which is based on undergraduate enrollment, and think about the campus uh, in terms of its entirety, enterprise-wide. How can we serve all API students uh, across student, staff, and faculty? Um, and, you know, this also is an opportunity for the campus to, to you know, to, to fulfill its mission as a research university as well. Um, my colleagues uh, in the um, UC uh, HSI initiative have a term that they have developed called the um, Hispanic Serving uh, Research, Hispanic Serving Research Institution. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, I, I think it's, it's applicable as well pertinent to talk about an Asian American, Native American, Pacific Islander serving research institution, right? I mean, we can be uh, an anapesi and a research institution. And I think developing that uh, across all levels of the campus campus ecosystem is critical. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's great. Um, Interesting. And I wanted to ask what, you know, for at the student level, you know, we're talking about, some administrative things and, and some other sort of university things, but what, what should our students know about UCI being anapesi? 
Um, how does yeah. that impact them, right? So the environment for, for this population of students is really can be really volatile, particularly in the last year. Yeah. And is there an intersection between this designation and, and what they need to know or what, you know, how they can, um, how they can understand it and how it's helpful really to all students, but in particular to this population? Yeah, no, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, sadly this year, um, um, and, um, this is our, our fifth anniversary as an NPZ, but it's also a, you know, a call to confront anti-Asian sentiments. Um, UCI has uh, a documented history of building inclusive communities. And, and I, I would highlight the Cross-Cultural Center, um, mm -hmm. which you know, has this uh, storied history. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say that as an NFPZ, you know, UCI is positioned to support all API folks to bring their, their whole self to campus. Um, there's a number of different types of programs um, that, the, that the Office of Inclusive Excellence has, has partnered um, with many other units on campus. I mean, we can't do it alone. You know, and in one way, I think the NFPC designation is a way to build community across the campus. And I would say that, you know, if, if any students have any other ideas, I'm always encouraging them to bring me, you know, tell me mm -hmm. some opportunities for partnership across campus that you see. Mm -hmm. um, I can give you some examples. We've um, uh, we've partnered with uh, national organizations such as API Scholars uh, to provide college access uh, programming um, mm -hmm. at UCI. And I mean, that has brought hundreds upon hundreds of families to campus uh, where, you know, the it's been an opportunity to demystify uh, the college going experience and the application process, uh, especially for first generation API students. Mm. Um, we've also partnered uh, as an Anapizi with uh, local campuses, for example, Irvine Valley College, um, uh, Coastline Community College. And so this has really been an opportunity for us to build what we called a, uh, the OC Anapizi Consortium. And so in a mm. sense, it was for us you know, to, to focus on building pipelines between the community college and UCI. And, and I would say that was uh, fortunately uh, for us when we hosted the NAPZ uh, Western Regional Conference, it was an opportunity for us to also uh, co-host um, an annual Asian American Studies Conference. And so it brought together the NAPZ uh, folks along with Asian American Studies folks. And so it was a really great opportunity to build bridges, um, I would say regionally, uh, locally, nationally. So for students, I think there's really wonderful opportunities um, to participate in these, these uh, events, um, to network. Um, when we first became an NFPZ, for example, we, we uh, brought um, a UCI alumnus, Akil Volkra, who was director of strategic initiatives at the White House Initiative on Asian American Pacific Islanders. And Akil came and presented uh, you know, the significance of, of disaggregated data, uh, the importance of advancing inclusive excellence amongst anapesies at UCI. So that was a really interesting uh, opportunity as well for folks to, to network with alums. Um, but I would say there's also just, you know, on, on the ground, you know, as an anapese, uh, there are scholarship opportunities uh, for students um, mm. through the Office of Financial Aid, um, in particular, our partnership with the Asian Pacific uh, APIA scholars, um, there is an Anapizi specific scholarship. And so mm. because we're an Anapizi, our students are eligible to apply every year 
uh, for that scholarship. So there's financial opportunities. Uh, I think there's uh, career opportunities. There's social opportunities. Uh, there's cultural and intellectual opportunities. Uh, you know, partnering with many of my colleagues around uh, campus, I've, I've learned so much, um, especially about the movement to create the Department of Asian American Studies here at UCI. Mm, yeah. uh, which they, um, I would say, ingeniously called badass, the beginnings of activism for the Department of Asian American Studies. And so <laughs> learning about uh, how community um, has been challenged and created. And I would say going back also to the Cross-Cultural Center, you know, the imperative for connecting community and well-being uh, and the designation you know, which is, acknowledges the diversity of API communities at UCI uh, um, and locally, nationally. Um, it's really a special opportunity, I think, for UCI to, to develop as a research university and create knowledge and, and to do the things that are most important for the state and to advance uh, students who haven't had access up until now uh, to provide that opportunity for them to, to come to college to create um, a space, uh, a home away from home, and and you know I would say to 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 advance themselves uh, career-wise and personally and professionally, and, and their whole self, bring their whole self to campus. Um, mm. This is where they can be. That's amazing, really. Thank you for breaking that down for us. And you know, it's more than just a designation. It's more than just the ability to apply for grants. That there's the consortium. There's the there's the opportunity for connection and, and all of those things. That's really important. And I really appreciate you breaking that down for us. Thank you again. If I could say one more thing about the designation too. So, yeah, you know, the designations, uh, I think, you know, first, you know, they, 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 they make you eligible to pursue grants. There's not a, you know, pipeline of money coming from the federal government. It makes us eligible to pursue grants to focus on areas that we need to build capacity uh, within the campus. But also the grants, when we do receive them, are not only or specifically for Asian American Pacific Islander students. They are for all students. The Anapesi designation serves all students at UCI. Um, you know, as an Anapesi, all staff and faculty can pursue uh, different Anapesi grants. So it's not just for AAPI students. Uh, mm -hmm. In the end, you know, given the, the technical definition, um, the technical definition has within it that, you know, the, the campus must serve a certain percentage of low-income students. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, you know, sooner or later um, with these grants, um, statistically, the, the funds and programs will touch um, a variety of students. And so Anapesi designation really serves all students. I mean, it, it serves all API students, but across the board is for the entire campus. I am so glad you uh, provided that clarification because it really is a benefit to the entire UCI community. And if you don't know that much about it, it's easy to have the perception that, oh, I'm in this population, so only I will benefit, or I'm not in that population, so I won't benefit. But it's, it's a benefit to everybody. So thank you again. I just want to thank you, Dr. Morales, for joining me today on the UCI podcast. Thank you, Sherry. It's been a pleasure. You can learn more about UCI as a minority-serving institution at the website for the Office of Inclusive Excellence at inclusion.uci.edu. 
The UCI podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm Sherry Ledbetter. Thank you for listening.